all your Blue Jays rumors, news, transactions, and analysis right here every week on Inside the Dome Podcast. Now here's your host, Derek and Johnny. Hello and welcome Inside the Dome. This is Inside the Dome Podcast, your weekly catch-up with the Toronto Blue Jays. Also the only podcast to serve up home run number 500. My co-host DB is here with me. I'm Donnie. DB, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, Oh, in one sense. (laughs) Not good that the Blue Jays have been uh, total choke artists of late. It's hard to choke when you don't score any runs, DB. <laughs> True. Uh, that's been the story of the Blue Jays week as they hosted a pair of AL Central teams in the Detroit Tigers over the weekend and the Chicago White Sox uh, just finishing up a four-game series earlier today before they actually head back out on the road to face the Detroit Tigers this weekend, DB. Yeah, the offense just could not get it going until the last game and uh, too little too late, unfortunately as they lost some winnable games. Yeah, you're right. They they definitely did. Uh, it was this Detroit series was pretty rough. After which was a rough a road trip. Uh, you should rebounce against a struggling Tigers team. Uh, but again, the Blue Jays just couldn't put stuff together. They couldn't figure out the pitching, and they struggled to score runs, which Donnie said, which I can't believe against a Detroit Tigers team that's like six games under 500. Yeah, DB, and I mean, the Tigers have been playing better as of late, but that's not because of, you know, the pitching that the Blue Jays faced in this series. The starters in the games were not household names that had pitched well. In game one, we had uh, Doyle Alexander, second coming. <laughs> uh, game two, we had uh, Peralta, who also pitched well enough to win that game. And game three, Drew Hutchison, who just, again, the Jays could not score off him, and Drew Hutchison's back in the minor league. So, uh, yeah, this has the, been the story of the wow. Jays' season as of lately. The bats just haven't been there. The pitching, for the most part, um, rebounded. And, I mean, going into this week, if you told me the Jays' bats would have a bad week, I'd think, like, oh, yeah, well... They probably did enough to beat Detroit, but, you know, the White Sox have a good rotation. Obviously, you can make an argument that uh, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, and Carlos Rodon, who who are three of the four pitchers we've seen in the series, are having, you know, they'll all get some Cy Young votes. Yeah. Uh, But this Detroit series, it was not that case, and... That's why it's so shocking that the Blue Jays really fared better in the White Sox series than in the Detroit one. Anyways, DB, I suppose we've gone long enough. We might as well just get right into this first Jays-Tigers game. It's the one that Alexander for the Tigers, and he was up against Robbie Ray of the Blue Jays. And this was a great start by Robbie Ray, DB, the first of two great starts for uh, Ray that we'll be talking about. Uh, Held the Tigers lineup to only five hits. No walks and 11 strikeouts. They were able to scratch one run out against them, which normally you'd take that over eight innings, but unfortunately, as we will see, the Blue Jays' bats just were not good enough today. All that happened for the Jays was a Vladimir Guerrero homer is 36, which he's still sitting on to this moment. And uh, yeah, that was the only run the Blue Jays could muster in this game after it was very sad 
that Robbie Ray goes eight innings, only giving up one run, which was fault to Alejandro Kirk for a pass ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it got scored a wild pitch, but certainly, DB, you're right, Alejandro Kirk should have had that ball. It bounced between his legs, got past him. Zach Short was able to run home from third, tying the game. That was in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah, and it's a damn shame because Robbie Ray should be getting the win. And we knew going into this that once it uh, got through the ninth with no runs, uh, the Blue Jays are awful in extra inning games, and that's exactly what happened in the tenth inning for the uh, for the Tigers. Our good buddy Jordan Romano came in, struck out the first two batters. You're feeling good the runner at second base he's not gonna score and then Harold Castro comes in as a pinch hitter he singles run run scores Detroit has a runner at first you're thinking okay going into the inning I figured that run would score but hey at least it's only the one except he walks the next batter and then single single to bring home two more Romano finally gets Cabrera to strike out so technically struck out the side just allowed three singles on a walk in between yeah uh, giving the Tigers a 4-1 to lead that the uh, Blue Jays would not be able to match. And in fact, Jordan Romano ended up getting pulled after that Robbie Grossman walk. It was Adam Simber that gave up the, uh, the two hits there to come down with the final two runs. And uh, anything else you want to talk about on this first game? Uh, yeah, TV? Robbie Ray goes eight innings and he was... Absolutely remarkable, like he's been all year. Uh, five hits, one run. Like the guy deserves wins, but that's what you're talking about, Donnie. That wins and losses for pitching doesn't mean shit. It does not, because you have great starts like these that gets wasted because you can't score runs. Uh, Alexander of the Tigers, though, pitched just as well himself. Seven innings, four hits, only the one run. Did allow two walks, unlike Ray, uh, and struck out six. Uh, and, but then the Tigers threw it to the back end of the bullpen and uh, leaned in on Gregory Soto to get the last two innings uh, for the win. Uh, no save, though, because uh, they didn't uh, go to another reliever. Uh, and Soto came in with the tie game. So game one, heartbreaking extra inning lost. Game two... The Jays still have Hunjin Ryu on the mound. You're still feeling good about this one. And uh, the Jays needed very little offense, which is good because that's as much as they could muster up. But again, Ryu went seven innings, only five hits, one walk, five uh, Ks. That's about what you want from Ryu every time out. And then again, went to the back end of the bullpen, just like the Tigers did and let uh, Tim Meza and Jordan Romano finish it off. Uh, but uh, Willie, Willie Peralta, yeah, again, good. pitched well. Six innings, six hits, two runs allowed. Uh, then they went to Erasmo Ramirez, who allowed a late run, but otherwise was good through his two innings. That one home run he allowed was the only hit he gave up. Uh, but again, this was a, kind of the opposite of the other game, where the Jays were able to just scratch across a couple runs, and that's all they needed. Do you want to give us the scoring update yeah. on this one, DJ? Yeah, Randall Gritchick uh, was the, your first bit of uh, scoring in this game, as he actually hit a two-run homer, and Randall has been... Very bad this second half of the season. Uh, but he was able to get a homer, which I was surprised by, and that really stood all the way until the bottom of the eighth. And then Marcus Simeon, who's absolutely been spectacular this year, hits uh, his 30th homer of the year to be the, I believe, the second shortstop in Jays history to hit 30 home runs. Second middle infielder, DB, okay. behind Darren Hill. 
who had 36, I think, in his Silver Slugger season. So we'll see if Simeon can get there um, to pass him. But yeah, only two middle infielders in Blue Jays history have hit 30 bombs. Marcus Simeon is the second uh, behind Aaron Hill. So uh, good to see the Blue Jays did just enough as the Tigers just could not bring any of their hits around. Uh, against the Blue Jays in game number two. You'll see a pattern here. All these games are pretty low-scoring affairs uh, right through until today's game. The rubber match, uh, DB, was yet another extra-inning matchup uh, where, unfortunately, the Blue Jays relying on their late-inning guys in the previous two games came back to bite them here. Steven Matt started this against Drew Hutchinson. Uh, Hutchinson did not make it out of the fifth inning, uh, but that wasn't because he looked bad or anything. Uh, He didn't allow an earned run. The only run that came around to score was as a result of an error, but uh, I just think the Tigers didn't trust him in a close game. So because they were able to save their their bullets, they were able to use their bullpen in a good way, whereas the Blue Jays, uh, well, let's just say could not. Uh, might as well get right up to the wrap-up with this one, DB, as this was the big one. Yeah, uh, Teoscar Hernandez uh, reaches on a fielding error by... Uh, Yimer Candelario. Bovashed scores <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez a second. Uh, and then uh, nothing till the bottom of the sixth. It's one nothing Jays. And then it happened. Miggy Cabrera with his 500th career home run on a fly ball to right center. And I just want to point out, DB, at this point, going into this Detroit series, you said you wanted to see Cabrera yeah, hit his 500th home I run. I did. I said... No, because that that run can matter. And you said, no, it could be a solo shot. Good thing it was a solo shot. However, that run did matter. If Cabrera didn't hit that home run, this game doesn't go to extra innings and the Blue Jays win. So this loss is on you. No, it's not. Yes, You can't hit me with that. You said you want to see Cabrera hit his 500. I didn't want to see the home run. It's not my fault they couldn't hit. You seen it, and the Blue Jays lost. And uh, the the score remained 1-1 up until the eighth inning when Lourdes Gurriel singled to the right field, scoring Corey Dickerson. And you're feeling good. The Jays have a 2-1 lead Mm. going into the ninth inning. The Blue Jays cannot actually go to their closer, so they go to Trevor Richards to try to finish Ugh. off the game. Trevor Richards gets two quick outs, but then allows a ground rule double, and then a throwing error, thanks to Marcus Simeon, allowed that run to score. Yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, Marcus a, never makes those mistakes. Yeah, it was a routine ground ball to him. He had lots of time and he just bounced it on Vlad and Vlad could not grab it. And so it ends up being tied 2-2. Again, heading to extras. The Jays do what they need to in the 10th. They do allow a run to score as Jonathan Scope uh, hits a sack fly, but Alejandro Kirk in the bottom of the 10th hits a sack fly of his own, but it's in the 11th when the Jays finally tap out. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Daz Cameron uh, he doubles on a sharp line drive to Lords and Guriel and Robbie Grossman's able to score. And it's 4-3 Tigers at this point. Then Willie Castro uh, doubles 14th of the season on a line drive. Two Lords again, and Daz Cameron scores. And it's uh, 5-3 Tigers, and that's how the game ended. Yep, uh, Bobachek grounded out to lead off the the bottom of the 11th. And then Marcus Simeon and Vladimir Guerrero struck out against Joe Jimenez uh, to give the Blue Jays the loss of the series, unfortunately. And hey... 
hey, if you're not going to beat the sub-500 Tigers from the AL Central, what hope do you have against the AL Central leader, the White Sox DB? I didn't think we had a good chance at all in this. I remember we were talking, uh, I think, last week, and I said they'd be lucky right now the way they're playing if they win one game. Now... The good news about this White Sox series is we had a correspondent in the stands to report live of uh, Monday, August 23rd's game, DB. I did, yeah. If you were tuning into Inside the Dome uh, Instagram, you could see I was posting some live uh, stories and stuff that was happening at the game live. And it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed my time at, at the Blue Jays game and uh, some really cool things happened. So I know they're gone now, the Instagram stories, but if you saw them, uh, some cool things some cool things I got on camera when uh, the uh, when game-winning Krim- run yeah, scored. Yeah, Krimble scored the uh, yeah he threw the uh, the wild pitch and then Valera was able to score. I got that on camera, which you, was cool. You did, and you were right behind home plate, plate so yep. a good view of it. Uh, but before we get to the exciting ending. Let's cover the uh, the little bit of scoring that we got earlier in the game. Yeah, Andrew Vaughn singles on a sharp ground ball to center field to Randall Grichuk and Johan Makana scores. How are you feeling at that point, DB? Uh, I was I was just like it's one run. It's early. All right, this is a sixth. I was like, oh, this is the way the game's going. I don't know if they're hitting, especially after that Detroit series. Yeah, hopefully something can change, and it did. The bottom of the sixth, Vlad. Me and my family were talking about like Vlad needs to come up big here. He need we need a hit from our best hitter, and he delivered with the RBI single to tie the game. Vlad Jr. Yeah, and that's where it stayed until that exciting play in the bottom of the eighth inning with uh, Craig Kimmount. And Bervik Valera. Yeah, Bravik Valera. Pinch running. Yeah, pinch running. He, he I got, was they moved him to third with two outs. Yeah, Reese McGuire um, got on base to lead off the inning. Was something that you don't like. Yes, he slid into first base. <laughs> and you tweeted that. Yes. I, <laughs> but there's next to no reason to slide into first base. I suppose if it's a situation where the first baseman has to come off the bag and they're turning to yeah. tag you, yeah. then sure, if you can slide under a tag to touch your base, by all means. But to me, if you're sliding into first base to try to, be- to try to beat out a play, that to me, if I'm an umpire, is you're just admitting that you don't think you beat the throw. Because no. the reality is a first base umpire is listening, not so much watching, He's listening to see if the first thing he hears is the ball hitting the glove or the foot hitting the base. Yeah. So by sliding in, you're taking the foot hitting the base out. Yeah. So to me, as a first base umpire, I'm thinking, okay, he doesn't think he's going to make it. So he's hoping by taking that out of the equation, I might call him safe. I do think Reese was safe. However, he would have still been safe if he just ran through the bank. Yeah. So, but in any event, good for him reaching base. Went to pinch runner. Bravik Valera was able to move up to second on a wild pitch by yep. Kimbrell firstly. And then Marcus Simeon doing the veteran move, getting a ground ball uh, to allow Bravik to move to third. At that point, they walk Vlad. They don't want to deal with him. Yep. They choose to deal with Tay Oscar. But uh, it doesn't matter. Valera scampers home on a wild pitch. And uh, the Jays have the 2-1 lead that they would not give up. And this was one of those games where a probably the uh, Cy Young leader right now, Lance Lynn, pitched uh, seven innings. Only, good. only four hits and just that one run allowed. Uh, lowering his ear rate at 2.2 on the season. That's why he's likely the front runner. Kimbrough pitched the eighth. He gets saddled with the loss. Yeah, and Tim Meza, who's been back for a little bit now. Yeah. He gets the win, who's 
You know what, Donnie? We were early in like June. We were trashing Tim Mesa pretty hard, but he has turned his game around, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I'll never forget that Philly series where he was just, every time he came in, he was getting lit up. But he was coming off an injured year, so maybe he uh, he had to work out the rust or get a little bit it, of a breather. It's bad now when Tim Mesa is one of the guys we want and we trust out of this bullpen. Yeah, Tim Mesa is, if he's not coming in the eighth inning, you're feeling a little yeah, dicey. He, we, because he has been great since that field. He has turned his game around, and he's a guy we trust now. Yeah, and he did go on the injured list shortly after that, so it could just be a situation that he was hurt at that point. Um, but Tim Meza wasn't a guy that was expected to make the bullpen out of spring training. He had a great spring training. He had a, a pretty good start to the year, too. Rough. Had some bad outings, had some injuries, but he and seems to be He's uh, been solid right for now. months. I'd say two months now he's been solid. Yeah, yeah. My, around the injury stint, yeah. most recent one anyways, he was solid. Um, which is good because Simber seems to be taking a little bit of a step back. <sighs> he's still looking decent, yeah, though. Yeah, we talked about it last week. You know, he's taking a little step back, but... But he's not he, bad. I don't yeah. think he's been bad. He, the, he was being trusted in positions he probably should never have had to. He was able to provide some outs at one point, but um, I think it's it's a better bullpen when Adam Simber and Trevor Richards are pitching more in those uh, six, yeah, maybe the seven. odd seventh inning here and there, rather than being trusted with like eighth and ninth innings. Now that yeah. Mays is back, they're able he's able to bump them back. Uh, Alec Manoa, uh, oh, good, he's awesome. A, a pretty good start. A little wild, little wild. <laughs> Ran that pitch count up a little bit. He needs to go to the Robbie Ray school of learning not to walk yeah, people yeah. and to uh, have an efficient pitch count so that way you can, you know, get into the eighth I will like say, Robbie though, Ray did. It was a pitcher's duel this game. It certainly was. And uh, the, the Blue Jays bullpen, for once, wasn't the first one to oh. blink. No. Uh, was this uh, good White Sox bullpen? Yeah, and uh, the NL. I think he's still the NL leader in saves. Craig Campbell, even though he hasn't been the NL in nearly a month. <laughs> uh, but game two, good vibes over. This one did not take long to no. get out of hand as Jose Barrios has back-to-back bad starts yeah, for the looked, Blue Jays. He, he's been rough. I don't know if I like the giving up all the prospects for him now, but who who knows? If yeah, I mean, that. it's a snapshot. It, you know, over the it's, course of the whole season, if he said, oh, it, he had two bad outings, you feel pretty good about that. It's just, it's unfortunate they came in back-to-back outings. Starts, yeah. He did say last time that the humidity bothered him, uh, and he ran out of gas. His start before this one, he really only gave up a three-run home run and was otherwise good. Yeah. DB, you know, we're in Ontario. We're dealing with the same weather Toronto is the humidity has not gone away it's so you were saying today it was hell yeah uh so i'm wondering if maybe that played a role here i mean barrios didn't make any excuses afterwards he said you know he thought his pitches were good he maybe was just being aggressive with his pitching and the white Sox equally aggressive because they came out swinging and before the blue jays batted they were down four nothing thanks to a three-run bomb by jose abreu and a danny mendick double scoring Brian Goodwin and Jake Lamb moving to third. I know the White Sox are a good team, but when I say Danny Mendick scores you a run because Brian Goodwin and Jake Lamb are on base, like, that's questionable to me. Yeah. Uh, but in any event, uh, Chicago had a 4 nothing lead before the Jays even batted, and, uh, yeah, it uh, it didn't get any better, DB. Yeah, well, Corey Dickerson was able to homer in the seventh inning to get us on the board. Yeah, but that was after Jose Abreu yeah. got another RBI. The guy's an RBI machine. He is. I mean, I know I shit on RBIs a lot, uh, but 
I don't know. Jose Abreu is just one of those guys that if the guy's standing out first, he just knows, like, oh, I got to hit a double or a home run yeah. and seems to be but, able to do yeah, it. Yeah, him and Juan Soto are just, like, they they know the game. Yeah, they just seem to know exactly what they need to do to score the yeah. run. They And Abreu can just, like, will it to happen. He can. Yeah. He sees a runner standing out first, and he says, okay, if I lace this down the right field line, it's going to score a run. And it does. Elite players just can do that, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jays did score another run in the ninth inning. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel single, uh, scoring Teoscar Hernandez, bringing the tying run at least to the plate. Uh, but it did not matter as 5-2 was the final. The Jays could not muster anything more than those two as uh, Josh Palacios, newly up, struck out and Santiago Espinal grounded out with uh, the tying runs at the plate. Uh, Palacios... Good to see him back up. Gives us a break from seeing Randall Gritchick in center with Springer out. Randall Gritchick is rough. Yeah, the hope is Springer will be back for this weekend series in Detroit. Um, obviously, this wall probably won't be out before that happens. But, you know, we're sitting here recording on Thursday night, assuming that's going to be what happens. Um, and we were talking about this earlier, DB. I think we landed on Kevin Smith was likely the guy going down. Yeah, that's what I said. You agreed with me. Yeah, um... They have Valera that can yeah. play the infield. They have Palacios as the fourth Even outfielder. Though, I will say, Kevin Smith did make some nice plays on third. third. And yeah, I mean, he, he he's not hitting though. Yeah, and I mean, you might. I mean, I guess I can see an argument for Palacios going down, but I guess it's going to depend on how often Springer can play center field. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent healed. It doesn't seem to be the case. I think the Blue Jays just recognize that. They need to get some wins now if they go another two weeks without Springer to get him more healthy. Uh, he might not be coming back into a playoff race, so maybe they're taking the stance that an 80% George Springer now is better than 100% George Springer in two weeks. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see DB. Uh, but that finishes off the first half of the White Sox series. Game three on my birthday, Wednesday, August 25th. I wish for a Blue Jays win, and uh, and they came through in a big way, DB. Yeah, with Robbie Ray Lee. Leading the train there. Yeah, and once again, this was uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, probably who many would have considered the White Sox's ace going into the season. Probably, you know, still a very good starter in the American League. Probably their uh, third best starter now with uh, Lynn and Rodon pitching so well. Let's not forget how good uh, Dylan Cease was in that uh, that previous game. Uh, But this was uh, Lucas Giolito, who again pitched very well, uh, but Robbie Ray strikes Strikeout king in this game, Donnie. Yeah, and Giolito was a guy that was known for his strikeouts last year. Giolito struck out six over six, allowing five hits and one run. Pretty good. Robbie Rob- Ray's like, hold my beer. Yep, Robbie Ray and his tight pants took the mound on six. I got through my seven tight innings. pants on. Dun, 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 dun. Never seen that. I'm very sorry to all of you for having to hear that. You never heard that? The Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live Jimmy Fallon skit? No. It's funny. You should watch it. I don't think I will. Why not? Because I said so. Because I'm too busy watching Robbie Ray's 14 strikeout performance. Yeah, that was better. Yeah, he was masterful in this. But once again, DB, he can't uh, can't get a win because the Jays can't uh, score any runs when he's still out there. No, they cannot. They have really struggled these last couple weeks with scoring runs. And uh, this series proves it until today, kind of. But still, they yeah. can't get the job done. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to today's game. Let's keep on yesterday. Yeah. My birthday game, <laughs> which birthday. they actually won. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, they had some uh, guy who's been, I think, great for what they picked up from for was uh, Corey Dickerson. He tripled. So you're saying you like the Corey Dickerson for Joe Panic move? Yes. <laughs> and so we got Simber, too. I think we definitely won that yeah. trade. I mean, we gave up a prospect. The prospect could end up being something, but... Who knows? Yeah, I'll take Corey Dickerson for Joe Panic any day. Uh, and and Simber. Yeah, Simber is the icing on the cake. Yeah. Hey, you said you always like Corey Dickerson, right? Yeah, Corey Dickerson's had some good years. I think he, especially in Miami, he was being tasked with hitting against left-handers, which he cannot do. He can't. And perfect example, today's game, Corey Dickerson did not start, came on to pinch hit with a right-hander, was able to get a base hit. And then his next time up, a lefty was on the bump. They pulled him for Lourdes. They knew better. Um, Not that it mattered because nothing ended up happening with that. But in any event, he was able to triple in a run in this game uh, to tie up the game after Moncada had singled to score the only run Ray would allow. Uh, but in the uh, bottom of the eighth, the Jays finally able to pull away DB. Alejandro Kirk, who I guess had some good at-bats in this game uh, with some, some pop-outs and some line-outs. And he was able to deliver with a base hit, which uh, I think he's probably been the best hitting catcher on the roster this season for us. Yeah, but that's not a high bar to yeah, clear. No, but, <laughs> but hey, he scored a uh, run in a big way that they needed. And then uh, also in the eighth, uh, Randall Grichuk then walked in, and it was 3-1, and the Jays were able to hold that with our buddy Jordan Romano coming in and closing out the deal. Yep, Jordan Romano shut the door in the ninth. Aaron Bummer of the White Sox pitching was a bummer. Uh, He only pitched two-thirds of an inning before they had to go to the bullpen Uh, to get him out of there, but uh, the damage was already done, and the new pitcher did not do any better since he walked Randall on four straight pitches to walk in a run. Uh, But yeah, so Blue Jays win 3-1. to They take two out of the first three against the White Sox, so you know, at worst, they're going to get a split, which I think, DB, going into this uh, series, we would have taken a split, um, especially last week when we were recording, because we probably figured that we'd win at least two out of three from Detroit. So a split's just gravy. It's a winning homestand. Instead, the Jays have to to depend on beating once again a top four starter for this vaulted White Sox rotation. Yeah, this rotation is ridiculous. In Carlos Rodon just coming off the injured list. But unfortunately, Hunjin Ryu, although he had a good start in Detroit. Uh, he was not good today. Yeah, did not have a good start in uh against Chicago. I mean the uh, White he got hit up early. Yeah, the White Sox are a good breaking ball hitting team, which might be why Robbie Ray performed so well, peppering them with fastballs. Hunjin Ryu, obviously not a fastball pitcher. More changeups. And the uh, White Sox just found a way to hit him. However, the Blue Jays did open the scoring in the first inning, which is something we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen a Blue Jays first inning run uh, in quite a bit. Uh, Marcus Simeon picking up his 31st homer, his second of this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) Marcus Simeon was doing some good things. Yep, Marcus Simeon, stay hot. Yeah, but then you know what? They fell behind after that. Yep. That's when the uh, White Sox homer barrage started. Yeah, with uh, Hernandez and uh, Robert. Yeah, it's Robert. Yeah, Robert. And then Abreu going back-to-back with Robert. The Hernandez home run was in the second. The Robert and Abreu were in the third. Uh, that made it 4-1 Chicago. Tim and Anderson. The fourth was not any better. 
just base hit after base hit in the fourth. Yeah. Ryu didn't make it out. Nope. They had to go to Trent Thornton. He pitched the rest of the fourth as well as all of the fifth. And then it was just a bullpen night from there. And uh, the Jays didn't even have uh, Romano available no. because they used him uh, the last couple games. Yep. So they had to go to their less trustworthy reliever, such as Trent Thornton. Brad Hand. And Brad Hand. Oh. Uh, Brad Hand gave up a couple more in the sixth after Marcus Simeon picked up an RBI. Uh, it was 9-2 DB in the sixth. You were on your way to my house yeah, to record this and uh, to do some errands. And I messaged him once it was 8-2. Um, I was like... I didn't message you when I was 8-2. I considered. I was like, I might shut this off now. It's the top of the sixth. They fell behind 8-2. Like, we'll wait and see. I know the top of the order is going to get two more at-bats. But then as soon as Tim Anderson hit his single and it became 9-2, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I messaged you. You were driving, so you didn't see the message. I messaged you saying, yeah, when you get here, I'll just come down to you. We'll go out now. There's no point watching this game. So what happens? DB gets here, and he says, hey, I'm here. And then I message back saying, never mind, you need to come up now. And he's like, wait, what's going on? Literally, just before he messaged saying he was here, he was probably pulling in on my street. Marcus Simeon hit that big two-run bomb in the sixth after Randall Gritchick, Corey Dickerson, and Bo Bichette each scored a run uh, to make it 9-7. to And put the Jays within striking distance. Yeah. But as we soon found out, DB was cursed and the yeah. Jays could not score any more runs. And in fact, the White Sox added their fourth homer of the night on uh, Eloy Jimenez home run off Trevor Richards in the ninth, yeah. making it 10 7. At that point, DB, we knew it was over. Yeah. But we decided to watch the ninth just because <laughs> we're. Just the humor. Ourselves. Yeah, just because we we're like sub- pain. We yeah, like misery. Exactly. Masochism at its finest. <laughs> uh, the two run lead, we figured. Hey, if... Uh, Shut up, biker. Yeah, bad bike. Uh, we figured, you know, okay, Marcus or Vlad gets on. Teoscar's a good breaking ball hitter. Kimbrel's pitching. Maybe we'll get a slide. He'll hang a slide. And get Teoscar a pass ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, Marcus smoked it after his great game oh, and right I, to the third baseman. You were like, damn it, I thought that was going to be a double. Yeah. And then Vlad picked up his single. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, if Teoscar home runs, I'm going to be very pissed off because then a home run only yeah. makes a 10-9. But Teoscar, first pitch swing, grounded yeah. out to the pitcher. And uh, that's all she wrote. The Blue Jays do get a split, um, but uh, a split just ain't going to cut it, DB. It isn't going to cut it once teams like Boston and uh, Tampa and the Yankees keep winning. Yeah, exactly. The Yankees are just starting up with the athletics at this point. So we don't know what the outcome of that game is yet. The Giants are winning right now. (laughs) We don't care about the Giants. I guess the Mets (laughs) lose. Conforto? What, for the Mets? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know what you're looking at, but yeah, the uh, the oh, Mets. Mike's crush, Bryant. Yeah, that's a different team, DB. I know. I'm just watching the game. Base is loaded here, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, but they're in loop. You can't trust Aaron Loop. They're in loop. <laughs> So as we stand as of this recording, knowing that the Rays are off today, so we're we're going to fall a half game behind them yeah. for first. The Yankees are just starting up. Boston's currently winning. And uh, the Mariners, I didn't notice if they're off or not today. I no idea. But I don't think, I, I think this is a uh, Boston-Yankees-Oakland uh, yeah, three we're in trouble. Yeah, I don't think the Jays have a chance. No, they have not to. No, they lost too many. Yeah, they have to rattle off like an eight-game win streak, including maybe the three against Oakland. I don't think that's happening. No, I don't think so either. But 
No. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this recap. Yeah, so guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And yeah, give us a follow on Instagram. You can keep up with our shenanigans if we go to the ballpark. Uh, we're going to be there on the 4th of September, me and Donnie, and Donnie's beautiful wife. Can confirm. And, and we'll uh, be there. We will be there, and we will. I'll be doing some live stories for everyone to, to catch. They'll follow us on Instagram. And I don't. Their own podcast. And I don't know how to do stories, so I will not be doing stories. I'll do the stories. <laughs> and hey guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well at the Dome Pod, and send us an email inside the Dome Pod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm checking the emails right now. There isn't any. No, oh, hold no, on, I have to address something. No one likes us. Oh, oh, for emails. And also, Ohio clothing. We are not interested. But hey, we love you anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Ohio lover. Yeah, it looks like you have some nice clothes, but we are not uh, we are not interested. But thank you for following us. I think we followed you back because we're nice. Team follow back. Hashtag follow back. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then also check, go to Offenty City guys uh, and uh, kick them some money. Get some offensive merch. Rock it at your parents and at your teachers when school comes back. Get them mad. Be angsty at them and uh, use discount code Dome Ten at checkout. Save some money at Offenty City guys. Check them out and kick us a couple bucks so we can keep our lights on. <laughs> All right, the lights went out, guys. We need money. Send it, please. <laughs> For the love of God. God, No! No! Uh, And make sure uh, City also has Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. So give them a follow there too as well, guys. I think that about does it for us here, DB. Let's hope next week the Jays' offense can score more than than three runs a game. Yeah. Uh, Because outside of today's big seven-run game, which which they still managed to lose... Uh, the two games that they scored three runs against the Tigers was the was the highlight. Oh, and I guess there was the three one uh, yeah. Chicago game. Well, and- I am sweating balls right now. I'm stuffed up again. So we'll catch you guys next time. Stay classy, Toronto. Love you. See ya.